0: You know, uh, I I'm going to say something right now that uh, I I probably uh oh, this is going to be surprising oh, to you guys. No. This is going to get spicy. <laughs> I've never seen two girls one cup before. Okay. Okay. Ooh. That's not where
1: I thought it was going. Same.
0: Mm. I mean, you're I not Everybody in the anything. world has seen that shit, but like all I have seen at most like I think Maybe some pictures or like maybe the very tail end of the trailer.
1: Yeah. That's what fucks me up is just the original video is just a trailer. That means there's a full length movie somewhere.
0: Exactly. That's what exactly. fucked me up the hardest. I I don't know, man. I don't it's super fucking gross. I know that. Yeah. I've never I've never even seen that the the trailer all the way through. I've seen like I said, I think I've maybe seen like the very end of it. I got or to the, the very beginning of until it.
1: I got until it swirled up like soft serve ice cream and I was out. <laughs> oh my god! Was, <laughs> I'm fucking out. I was like, I don't want to watch any. Have you ever seen the Pain Olympics? Uh, no, no,
0: <laughs> no. Th- see, th- there's this weird time in no, my no. teenage years where I feel like everyone was looking at this fucking weird gross ass shit on the internet yeah, and i, feel like I never fucking had any desire to do that
1: i i would have friends that would like in high school that would come back and they'd be like oh have you ever been on this website and it would be like efuck.com and i'm like no why <laughs> why would i be on that i don't understand
0: do you remember when uh rotten.com was a thing no i personally don't i don't oh, think okay. I want to yeah what, i what i've that? never i've never been on it. All I know is it was you kind of like uh, uh I don't know maybe. I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna check and see. I I don't know if I would want that on my search history.
1: You said rotten dot com like just yeah. spelt regularly. Yeah. It's taken a long time to load. That's not a good sign.
0: <laughs> Your computer is melted now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the FBI is like, hold on, hold on, something ain't right here.
0: Yeah, what, what is going on here? <laughs>
2: That's what I'm saying. What is going on here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dylan, you're awfully silent. I'll take that as uh, you have visited those websites before.
2: I don't even know which ones you were talking about. I'm not going to lie. Rotten. I heard rotten, um, but I really <laughs> don't even know what it is.
1: Hmm. While I'm looking, I'll tell you in just a minute.
2: When it loads.
1: I don't think it's going to.
2: What was another one that you said? Uh E fucked. I don't know what that one is.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of that one that either. That one was wild. That one had like beheading videos and shit. Oh, that was just
1: weird porn. That was also just murder films.
0: What was like, yeah, what was that uh that website that was 4chan? like um Nah, it was <laughs> I think it was oh, a prelude to 4chan. That. What what the fuck was it? It was a um,
1: prelude to 4chan? I thought it was just always terrible. <laughs> I thought it was always just a cesspool of degeneracy.
0: I, I forget what it was, but there was one that was, like, it was, like, a video website that was, like, pre, I think it was, like, pre-YouTube, and it may have been, like, right alongside the rise of YouTube, but there was one that, like, people would go to all the time. Live Leak is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to that, but, like, yeah, that kind of shit, like, ha- beheading videos, fucking, yeah. like, our shit was wild. A wild spot of the internet. What happened? I
1: don't know. I don't want to.
0: Like, I'm glad that it's gone, but I... I like, man, the, the internet was like the fucking wild west for like a real long time. Well, now, I don't know. Didn't net neutrality
1: get repealed like two years ago? Maybe it uh, something to do with it? I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that... Uh, I. I don't remember exactly what it was that net neutrality did, but it was—it was, it it was supposed to be. Sur- sur- it basically your
1: internet. It basically stopped your internet service providers from charging you for extra shit, essentially. And yeah, it also, okay. uh, like, with now that net neutrality's gone, and like a business can go to their internet service provider and be like, "Hey, I'm willing to pay you this extra amount of money a month if you prioritize my signal amongst the people around me," and now they can legally do that. They used well, with net neutrality they couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what that would do to I really like there videos, were maybe some but...
1: security, maybe some privacy shit going on in there.
0: Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Fucking I feel like weird. those
1: videos are always quick to be taken down though. They don't ever even I, I feel like It's not that the videos lasted as long. It's just that in spaces like that, there were so fucking many of them that it kind of seemed like they were just always there. Yeah. But I feel like they get taken down pretty quick. Yeah. FBI's always watching. They're listening to this. I don't know why they're wasting their time, but...
0: Hey. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Let's start the show so Dylan can talk. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Dylan's just being all quiet over there. What do you have to say?
2: Uh, nothing, because this all sounds like uh great way to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs>
0: show for you today i don't know if it's good or bad you 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 make that decision for yourself (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah we've got a great topic of the show uh today for uh you know the the from not not for but from uh the, the one and only um uh what's his name Dylan, i th- I think that's how you say his name Dylan is
2: happening today <laughs> <laughs>
0: are you are you not uh you not keeping keeping track of what's what's going on
2: i don't know if there is a track <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong uh
0: yeah uh it's you know whatever that, yeah that's a fair assumption or that's a I don't know, I feel like that's a bad assumption for you to make considering the uh, entire history of this show, you know. That's true. But what the fuck do I know? Nothing, really. Truly. Anyway, I am, of course, your host, the one and only b by Man Josh McMullen, and I am joined as almost always by my two co-hosts, Dylan It's My Party and Austin I'll Cry If I Want To Stevens. How's it going today, Bitches. <clears throat> Whoa, getting a little spicy at the end there. So spicy.
1: It's going great, man. The nickname's great. I did cry today. Oh yeah, you
0: did
2: cry today. Hell yeah, bro. That's
0: well, not good. That's a no. That's a great day. It's a good thing. Sometimes th- oh. there are good cries. Sometimes oh, if it was cry. a good
2: cry,
1: then good. Yeah, sometimes it helps you get over your shit. Good. You know,
2: as long as you didn't have a breakdown again.
1: Give me like 24 hours. We'll see. Okay. We'll see.
2: Uh, Hurricane Nicole has been upgraded to a category one. So, Uh-oh. What does yeah. that mean? I don't know. My phone just told me.
0: <laughs> who is, uh? yeah, who is Hurricane Nicole?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Some bitch. Something. Uh, <coughs> wanted me to know. Well, That's okay. what we're about here. We're about news, not only of video games, but about natural disasters. Truly. We'll keep you updated. It might be a couple of days behind, but we'll get you there. We'll let you go C- A time. couple weeks behind.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Lord. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, how, how are we doing besides uh, besides hurricanes potentially hitting us in the near future?
2: Th- uh, thriving?
0: Now, by thriving, do you just mean I am alive? Yep. (laughs) Okay, okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that I understood. Yeah. (laughs) Well?
2: I'm not eternally tired.
0: (laughs) You know, uh, the daily grind of uh, capitalism or whatever.
1: Whatever you call it.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this has been a week, boys. What a fucking week it has been. It has. Um, so, uh, last Saturday, uh, to anybody who listened to the podcast, uh, probably already knows, I did a, um, uh, um, I did a stream for, uh, Extra Life. And, uh, Yeah, I just wanted uh, to take the time to uh, say that it was pretty cool uh, that people dropped in and then watched me play some games, Uh, did Overwatch for a while, then did a little bit of Call of Duty. Um, I couldn't stream the whole day because we have the puppy and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty cool uh, having people drop in, and uh, we got uh, some donations that are going to go to uh the children's hospital of atlanta i think is the full name of it um i'd have to look at that again but yeah um okay cool so yeah uh pretty pretty stoked that we got some money going to those guys um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do this every year and next year i'm going to do my damnedest to do the 24-hour stream we'll see if I can make that happen. That's
2: a commitment as an old man.
0: I know, I know. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it all how it all works out. But uh but yeah, I just wanted to, to kinda update on that and uh and thank everybody who had stopped in because it was um it was fun. Uh especially playing Overwatch. Overwatch was a lot of fun. Really so. But uh <clears throat> yeah. Um Austin, you were in Savannah. Yeah. I did. I went to Savannah. Um,
1: it's I. I don't know. I don't really know what I expected it to look like, but <laughs> I was very over. I was very overwhelmed when I got there because I was like, "Damn, this is just a really pretty city." And then, especially once the sun went down, and it was just fucking gorgeous. Uh, we got to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, I did some stuff that I feel like I definitely overpaid for. Like, we did one of the ghost tours, and it was, like, $120 for me and Madison to both do it. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, this is... <laughs> the guide was just not... She was very, like, awkward. And you could tell that she didn't really... um, She didn't really enjoy, like, speaking in front of, like, a large group of people. And I'm like, sis, you're in the wrong job. This is, like, your whole job. And you're not doing so good. Um, and it... it To me, it wasn't really worth it because we didn't even get to, like, get close to any of the sites they took us to. Like, there was one house that was supposedly haunted that they used to let you, like, walk through the garden. And I guess, like, a year prior to that, a tour guide said that she felt like she was being choked, like, up at the fence. And now they're like, we can't let you go too close to it anymore. That kind of sucked. I mean, I, I get it. It's safety. But, like, come on. I feel like I don't... I had a very hard time buying like all of the stories and stuff because while i'm sure there are true stories in savannah there are also a lot of quote-unquote haunted buildings that are very easily proven false um but i i'm pretty sure i don't know about a lot of the sites we got to see i know they let us walk by the uh colonial cemetery which we went back to visit the next day uh during daylight but they wouldn't let us in at night because they said they uh Couple years ago, they were having like a whole satanic panic issue going on with that uh, cemetery. The really like, day, yeah, the day they said the day groundskeepers were coming in and finding goats with like their throats slit and their hearts carved out.
0: Interesting.
1: God damn. <laughs> so they said they can't let anybody in at night anymore. Um, but we went back the next day, and that was that was some very spooky shit, man. Like that. I, I can't really describe it, but just the way I felt being in that cemetery was just, I felt like somebody was directly over my shoulder the whole fucking time I was walking through it. It was a very powerful feeling, and I don't know, like I was telling Madison when we got back, I was like, had we have had the kids with us, and I could have afforded to do it, I don't know that I would have fucking come back. I just, I really like that city and something, I don't know how to describe it, but something in my soul felt like I belong there. And so I'm like, if we ever get to where we're going to fucking move out of this shithole town, I was like, I'm, that's where I want to fucking go. But we'll see. I don't know. I doubt it, but we can try. Um, we got to visit some cool places too. We fucking, uh, I tried mead for the first time. It was like $10 for a mead sampling and you got to try like six different meads, mm-hmm. um, the first four were kind of gross. The last two were really fucking good. And I, I didn't expect to get as tipsy as I did off of that. But I was I was feeling myself pretty good by the time we walked <laughs> out of that bitch. I was like, damn, this is the first time I've been, like, even remotely buzzed on alcohol in, like, the last two years. This is fucking awesome. And then I watched Madison get hammered and be miserable for the rest of the night. Oh, like, God. Damn. I love that. <laughs> um, and then, of course, my, my buddy Johnny, who we went down there with proposed to his girlfriend while we was down there. It was like kind of the whole point of us going. Uh, his now fiancé and Madison are really good friends, so he thought it would be a cool surprise to her if we just drove down there and just snuck up on her. So it was mm. good. It was cute. It was nice. I guess I'm going to be a, a their officiant. I've never done that before, and that sounds like a bad time for everybody involved, but I'm going to do <laughs> my best. I have faith. I don't. Because uh, he was like, well, <coughs> you're, you're going to be an officiate, but you still have to be a groomsman, too. And I was like, well, how fuck, how do I do that? How am I doing both? I
2: well, think you ahead. would make a beautiful maid of honor. I think I would, too. Put on yeah, a nice, pretty for black it.
1: dress. I'm sure yeah. they're going to be in black. They're the kind of couple to have a black wedding dress. Good. Then again, so did we. So, makes sense.
0: Hey, there you go. Didn't that used so, to
1: mean something bad? Like uh, I don't oh, fucking funerals. know.
0: Tra- traditions are ridiculous. They don't mean anything now anyway. It's all superstitious bullshit.
1: Who cares? Do what you want.
0: Yeah. Except, the, like, did you guys know that bridal parties actually used to be uh, because they were trying to confuse people who were trying to steal the bride? So they would dress up like a whole bunch of women together huh. looking just like the bride, and then they wouldn't know which one is the bride, so they wouldn't be able to, like, kidnap them (laughs)
1: huh there are some weird traditions behind wedding yeah Yeah, i'm I'm glad glad we've evolved (laughs) (laughs) Uh. do you know when uh i think it was like i don't know if it was viking weddings or something else around that time period um but it was tradition to give the bride a cat don't know why that was a thing but it was hey that's pretty cute I, i would give somebody a cat for getting married
0: yeah uh why not well uh it depends on how many cats they already have don't ever give me a cat if kayla and i get married i'll fucking kill you i'm gonna get you like 12 i already have 12
1: (sighs) have like a whole army of cats in your i mean you pretty much fucking do already i bet those cats could fuck somebody up if they all jump at once
0: (laughs) they probably could we need to train them to be like a little army be like
2: little attack cats
0: Go Fiona, scratch his ass off.
2: There you I go. That's so, so close to Pokemon. Might
0: <laughs> well Uh which we are not playing for the challenge. Um I yeah, don't know. so I think we are. Uh definitely not. Um so uh I've been reading Chainsaw Man.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, you get to the horny stuff yet? Uh the whole thing's horny. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> The whole thing is incredibly horny. Uh, no, I really. I, I am. I think thirty six chapters in. I just finished volume mm-hmm. three, and I started volume four. Um, and I, I, I know I've been doing the whole thing where I like I try not to talk about uh, um, things until they're finished. But um, it was. Uh, Just one of those things that, like, I really needed to – I really needed to um, kind of get, like, initial thoughts out there, I feel like, Uh, because this thing's fucking rad, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I – it's – I don't – I don't really know how it's going to end, so I don't know – If it's going to end up saying the things that I think it's saying right now. But like it has a lot of really awesome like metaphor in there for real world shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of it is not really necessarily like um, uh, cloaked in metaphor. Like the gun devil being like a literal gun and people are afraid of deaths by guns, you know, and like at one point they talk about like how many gun deaths there were in America. And I was like, that's not very subtle (laughs) compared (laughs) to some of the other stuff that you're doing. Like this is, this is pretty overt and in your face, but, um, but yeah, there's just, there's a lot of stuff going on here that like, I'm, I'm just really into, I'm really, really digging like everything that I'm reading so far. The art style is incredible. Uh, like I don't know, like, you, everything that you had said before uh, mm-hmm. about how Chainsaw Man like one of the greatest things ever, and and you know, you sucked its dick, and oh, I'm sure that you did, uh, yeah, you definitely got on your knees and sucked Fujimoto's dick, um, I, mean, I, w- I
1: would, <laughs> <clears throat> uh,
0: but, but yeah, like, I'm really digging the art style, I'm really digging, like, I'll, the action sequences in this are fucking bloody as hell, they are really, really fucking, like, visually appealing also. Like, the way that Fujimoto lays out his panels is really eye-catching. Like, I feel like I'm always looking at something neat and cool, and it, like, flows really well. Mm. Um, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really digging it. I'll, I'm going to have full thoughts once I've finished it. Um... Mm but like as of what's as of right now i i really like this thing i really like it a lot i think it's it's very very good um great even uh
1: i'm glad that you really like it
0: yeah so we'll see we'll see if that feeling sticks around because (laughs) i have a i have a feeling that what one of the things that we're gonna talk about later, I have a feeling the chainsaw man is gonna end similarly and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh because um I, I want things to be happy right now. I'm in a I'm in a very depressed mood and would really like um or I don't know if it's would be depressed mood, but I'm very depressed right now. <laughs> I just um, I want happy I mean, things.
1: Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna get that.
0: Uh have you uh... Have you uh,
1: started, watched any of the anime at all?
0: No, not yet. Oh, so yeah, I'm, good I'm going to, uh, once I finish the manga, um, and probably once the whole season's out, because it's only uh, going to be 10 episodes, right?
2: 12.
0: Oh, 12, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going to be relatively short, and uh, by the time that I get done with the manga, at the very least, most of it mm-hmm. should be out. So, yeah. Um, Okay. I'll be able to kind of binge it, so to speak. Word. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, Mob Psycho 100. Yeah. Are you are you watching the anime or are you reading the manga? I'm watching
1: the anime. Um, okay,
0: okay. I'm not too far. I'm only like
1: probably three or four episodes in. I just started watching it the other day, and it's uh, really fucking like eye-catching. Um, so basically it's a story about a young boy nicknamed mob who, uh, he has like crazy psychic powers, but he has to kind of keep his emotions in check because if any of his emotions start to kind of raise too high, he kind of starts to lose control a little bit. So he kind of keeps himself in this like permanently emotionless state so that that doesn't happen. Um, but when it does, the art style used here is fucking rad it is so fucking like unique and and, and stands out so much from a lot of shit that I've watched recently um, I'm very excited to keep watching it I don't have that much to say because like I said I'm only like probably three or four episodes deep but that's probably the first thing I'm doing as soon as we get off this so I'm gonna go try to finish watching the first season because I don't have to do shit tomorrow i can do whatever I want
0: hey there you go fuck em. Um <clears throat> have you read or watched One Punch Man? Um I've watched like the first two episodes of One Punch Man. Oh okay. Yeah. I've heard really good things about uh Mob Psycho and I've watched One Punch Man. I really really like One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. Um and I've I've heard that uh they share similar themes and yeah. uh and and things of that nature. Um, I've also heard that. So, but I yeah. I don't
1: know why I never finished One Punch Man. I just, I think I just got distracted. I think I just started watching something else and I just kind of forgot about it.
0: Mm. One Punch Man is good. I yeah, really fucking dig One Punch Man. Do they have titties? Uh, I don't remember any titties being in it. All right. And the odds are low, well, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of anime that does have titties in it. Yes, sir. It oh, lots. <sighs> Yeah, uh, Dylan and I watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um, Dylan, do you do you want to take
2: it away or? So the day that you sent a message saying that you finished it, I had actually restarted just so I could have a clean slate and you know go back through it. And um, it didn't take long to finish, but. I knew going into it just because, you know, everything that everyone was saying that it was going to be – it wasn't going to be a happy ending. I knew that going into it. Mm. Uh, Yeah.
0: Like, someone said to me something uh, that was like – oh, God, what was it? Uh, They were like – it was something along the lines of like, I didn't know that it was going to end like that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, the – the opening credits have the main character getting shot in the head.
1: I, yeah, you know, it was kind I, of... I,
0: I, it's it's pretty kind of obvious advice. what's going to happen, I think.
2: Right. Yeah. So, that aside, I didn't know how unhappy the ending could actually oh, be. Yeah. Um, I loved this ride, man. Like, I absolutely loved everything about the show. Um, Animation was impeccable. And I think that... I mean, it's up there with Arcane. It's just visually stunning. But along the way, we're getting to, you know, love all of these different characters. And you you cannot help but to fall in love with them all. Like, David, Lucy, Becca, Kiwi. like No, fuck you, Kiwi. Y- no, I know she's, you know, <laughs> shitty there for a while. But I still love her character in the development. Like, seeing her own... I guess message come back around to her in the end, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's just the storytelling in this was incredible. Oh yeah, I it was. Had poetic. Such a great time throughout the entire story, and then you know, spoilers throughout this next little bit. Um, I loved. I really loved getting to know David and Lucy's character, like uh, involvement, their arc, and everything. I can I can say that by the end of it, like. When David's too far gone, like he is full on into the psychosis and she's trying to bring him back, man. And she has his hand in her uh, or she has his head in her hands and they're in front of the moon like that. Like that shot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Broke me down. Broke me down. It was so good, man. Um, but everything about this was a lot of fun. I loved the new element that it added to Night City, like it fleshed it out even more. You know, anyone who played Cyberpunk got to pick up on key things um, that they kind of sprinkled throughout there. Like it was really cool seeing Rogue in the Afterlife. It was, and even though it wasn't V's apartment, like David's apartment is almost a mirror replica of V's, um, which which was cool to see. Um, but it added a it added something new. Like it added a. A different level of life to Night City that we really didn't have and they nailed it man like they they nailed what the essence of the game truly is and kind of what Night City is and how violent and sex ridden I mean it's cyberpunk right that's what it's going to be they did a good job animating it and it looked absolutely fantastic I loved every bit of the ride Um, that ending was crushing but, and we like how many people we actually wound up losing. Like, of course you know you're gonna lose David, but my heart broke when Becca got squished. At oh end, dude. man, yeah, dude, that was oh. undeserved. That was so undeserved because she she's such a little badass. Worst
1: way than everybody else. I know, And Adam I don't know, Smasher don't like.
2: I fucking hate Adam in the game as it is, but they just added some kind of level to him in this like he's like the Vader of the Rogue yeah, One moment yeah. when he comes out. Like when <laughs> Vader comes out in Rogue One, it's like oh shit, like everyone's freaking out like that's Vader at peak destruction mode and here comes Adam Smasher and it's the same feeling. Yeah. And he's just destroying freaking. everything and then poor Becca, dude. I was like, "No." Man, she's such a little badass throughout the whole entire show. Brought so much character, fucking just, and oh, that's just another thing, man. Like all of these characters evolve, th- and they do it in such a quick fashion, but it's done really well, and you get to see them develop these relationships. And God, man, it it's it makes me feel like Arcane did. Um, still love Arcane more, but this one top notch. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, did, Was it uh, Well okay I'll mm, No I'd probably need to ask you this now Before I forget um, Did you feel like you got More out of it because you had played cyberpunk yep. Or
2: Like did? 100% okay. Truly because I think anyone could go into this And they could find a really awesome story to watch I think that they could f- Find something That's really I've never seen before but then because I've played Cyberpunk, I can I can pick up on things like, hey, holy shit, that's the afterlife that they're in right now. You know, when Rogue made her cameo on screen, that was awesome to see. I can pick up little things like, you know, it's not the same apartment, but that's V's apartment that he's in. Um, like, the, even the map when they're showing where Arasaka Tower is at, it's like that's the exact same thing in the game. Like, I'm picking all of these things out, and there's another level of enjoyment to it. Like, Wakako, like, one of the main fixers, she's in this, too. And it's just like, oh, I just love seeing everything that they sprinkled in. And it's like, even the sound design that goes into it, like, that's the true phone ring sound from the game. Like, the Delamain thing, the car service, that's straight out of the game. It's so awesome, the level of detail that they went into. And I got so much more out of it because I did know the game. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Well... So, I have not played Cyberpunk. um, Probably more than... Like, I've played it, but I I probably haven't played it more than... uh, Three hours, maybe. Tops. Um, This is... uh, Probably top five favorite things from this year for me. Um... Everything that you guys said about it is, is I think, correct. Uh, mm-hmm. It is impeccably animated. Um, e- even the stuff that, like, you see, you can tell where their money got spent, right? Like, it it's the action sequences uh, where they spent their money. That's where it's like the best animated. That's where it's like very fluid and, and what have you. But <clears throat> even the stuff that you would say is not particularly maybe, like, well-animated, I think it's constructed in such a way that it still... You get to see different aspects of, like, the the characters and the story and the journey that they're on. Like, just by something as simple as, like, the posing of the characters. Like, having the, the way that they stand like next to one another or, or what have you like, I think that it's so well constructed that like, even if you wanted to, to kind of like have gripes with like where the, uh, the animation is a little bit lacking. Um, I, I don't think that those criticisms are necessarily fair because I think that it's, it's made in such a way that like every little thing is adding to the story that is around it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think it's incredibly well constructed uh from top to bottom like there are things that you pick up on uh even from just like the intro like like I said like you you kind of know ahead of time that this is going to end up being a tragedy because I mean in in the opening credits you literally have David getting a shot right through his head
2: yeah
0: I mean it's you know where it's going, but like, at, at the same time, it, it is one of those things where, like, even though you may know where it's heading, it's so well constructed that like, you still are, along for the ride the entire time. I never once was like, okay, David's going to get out of this, and everything's going to be fine, but like, I was hoping that was going to be the case. And so it kept tugging me along. It kept tugging me along. I was, And I knew that at the end of the day, probably everyone was going to die. And because that's just kind of the the, the, the state of the world kind of thing. It like, really is. And, and it, even to, to that point, like cyberpunk has always been sort of a, uh, like a... a a lens to view modern day stuff through. Um, like it's very clearly a take on the dystopia that capitalism will bring when, you know, when capitalism reigns everything and like (sighs) everything that's in this, I feel like is speaking to the state of the world as it's in like, You think about like where we are in America and maybe, you know, this, this was a Japanese studio that made this, but I think it had European influences. So like there are, there are things going on, but like you think about in, in America specifically, the lack of healthcare or or, or the lack of uh, affordable healthcare for people and the very first episode, David's mom fucking dies because she can't afford to be kept alive. Yep. Like, it's it's. I feel like everything that's in this is overtly, like, telling you a story about like where we're headed if we don't. F- it's a cautionary tale. And mm-hmm. and and when you look at what David's going through, I Austin said, you know, uh, he he felt like it was. Kind of like the story of Icarus, where you know David flies too close to the sun and and you know fucking dies because of it, and I I think that there is, uh, there is a message in there for that, but I also feel like, at the same time, like the the thing about David and his his flying too close to the sun is that like he's forced into that by mm-hmm. the, the structures of the society that he lives in around him. And like, I can't think of a better metaphor f- than, than that for the modern society that, that we live in. It's just, he's, he's forced into a situation where he can't make it out of the poverty that he is in out of the, the, um, uh I, I i'm trying to think like the i don't i don't want to say like the bad life but like like if you if you take a look at it like um like pres, uh people who've been in prison the uh, what is it recidivism i think is the word uh where literally they can't escape a life of crime because no one will hire them because they are a felon there there's no escaping your lot in life. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know. I think that this, I think that this thing has a lot to say about a lot of different things. And it's got characters that you care about, even with very limited screen time. Like most of the time you're spending time with either David or Lucy. Um, There are times when you are spending it with other characters, but like for the most part, it's those two. And with the limited amount of Green time that those other characters have, you fall in love with them. Mm. This, like I said, it's one of my top five favorite things this year. It's incredible. Everyone should watch it. Even if you don't like anime, I I really think that it's something special.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Moving on, out out of depression, let's go to to more depression. Oh. I, I, I kid, I kid. Uh, sometimes. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, video games do a ton of things really great. They tell great stories. They give us power fantasies. They give us incredible music. Uh, they also give us unforgettable images. And part of that is due to the incredible place that graphics have come to. But even more importantly, it's the art design. Uh, art design is one of those aspects of games that often gets overlooked, and while we have talked about it before, we haven't really gotten into games that have incredible art design, or art direction, and, uh, well, that's that's what we want to do today. So, um, we've all brought, uh, did did we all bring two or three?
1: I only brought one. I oh. read one.
0: Oh.
2: That's Okay we can do one. Okay. We okay. can do one and then there is a part two.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. Um yeah, which I didn't get to finish uh, typing up because uh got this so late time, time constraints. Yeah. Um but yeah, so well, let's go ahead and get this uh, um this first uh this first one out of the way. Who, who, that's who, who just wants, yeah.
2: That's just bringing a game that we feel like truly has incredible art direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wants to go first?
1: I'll go first. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um.
1: So when I read the topic initially, and I thought about art direction, I kind of, I I tried to think about a game that like really wowed me with uh, its overall art style and aesthetic presentation. And I don't know why this was the first game that popped in my head. Maybe it's because I replayed it a little bit recently. I don't know. But it, it was immediately standout to me, and that was um, Ultimate Spider-Man, way back on the PS2 and the GameCube and the Xbox. Um, I was really big into comics as a kid. I'm not as much into them anymore. Uh, and even back in the day, I wasn't necessarily super really into superhero comics. I was more into... Uh, other stories, but nevertheless, they were comic books. Um, but when it did come to superhero comics, it was always either Batman or Spider-Man. So when I saw this game for GameCube um, at games St- or was it Game? It might have been EB Games at that point still. Um, but I remember finding it on the shelf and looking on the back and like seeing the the cool aesthetic and art style, and I was like, "Wow, this looks really neat." Got it home, played the shit out of it, and it. Um, I I just. It felt like I was it, it, like it felt like an interactive comic book More or less It was like this weird open world interactive comic book And I loved it It was great And it's uh, super memorable uh, It's When it comes to that art style And that aesthetic specifically It's one of the first games I ever think about
0: Hell yeah
2: I respect that
1: a Super fun game Have you guys ever played it? I know mm-hmm. Dylan hasn't I, I think we talked about that
2: the other Right, time. no, I have not
0: Yeah, I not me either very it's good. one of
2: those that we talk about, like, you know, now that it's kind of a recurring thing, it's one of the games that I definitely remember the box art for, though. <laughs> very classic box art to me.
1: It fucking, it's very, I don't know, man, I feel like when everybody talks about their favorite Spider-Man games, it's, you know, they talk about Spider-Man 2, which Spider-Man 2 was a fucking awesome game, but the same team also made Ultimate Spider-Man, and I feel like it's so slept on. It's such a good game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I laid out this topic, the first thing that came to my mind, um, this has been a year of Elden Ring, I feel like, like, this is, this is just Elden Ring's year, even with all the other great games coming out, like, that's still something that's hot on everyone's, uh, minds, but for me, you know, I've had a lot of time to go back and play it this year, and I, of course... Spent 60-plus hours on it on the initial playthrough, and then I've gone back throughout the year, and I've had more time with it. And throughout that time, I think I can assuredly say that Dark Souls 3 is still my favorite Miyazaki game. Um I think Elden Ring is really, really good, but Dark Souls 3 wowed me with everything. It wowed me with its gameplay and combat, the level design, the art direction, the sound design, boss mechanics the story that it was trying to tell it was just this epic journey that I got to go on but I specifically remember the art direction because it's like even in this somber atmosphere the beauty is still there um, one of my favorite fights in the game is the dancer fight and it's about halfway through the game and you walk into this cathedral and well it actually does not have to be halfway through the game if you fuck up. If you fuck up, you're gonna find out real quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's in this cathedral and it's in kind of a an amber shaded room, but for the most part it's still really dark and there's only some like candlelight against the walls and stuff like that. But throughout this fight, you're focused on her. And she's this tall, you know, just towering body of silver, blue, black. And her swords are on fire. And her moves are like throwing off all kinds of different colors. And it just pops, man. And it's beautiful. It's like you're not worried about the towering monster in front of you. You're f- literally focused on her beauty. And it doesn't, and that's not the only, f- like, that's not the only standout moment to me. I think anyone who has ever played Dark Souls 3, specifically 3, remembers if they've made it far enough into the game, they beat Wolnir. Like, it's this really easy, almost just handholdy fight. Like, it's probably one of the easiest fights in Dark Souls. But after you beat him, you, you know, walk up his little corridor or whatever, and you come out. And then you're standing in front of probably the most spectacular view. And one of the most spectacular views in video gaming to me. And it's you come out of this deep, dark crypt. And you're standing in front of the um, the Boreal Valley. And it's just this like blue and black and white backdrop of this just astounding city. And it's snowy and a midnight with the moon shining. And it just looks so incredible, dude. Like Dark Souls... Three, did such a great job at taking the dark and the scary and the macabre and just making it wonderfully captivating. I think that even when you're down in the swamps and, yeah, it's nasty and kind of this pale shade of green and, you know, brown, you can still find something special in there because Miyazaki just knows how to create environments that you want to explore, even though it looks like you're going to get wrecked. Like it's it's wonderful. And I think he did a great job in Elden Ring 2, but something about the way Dark Souls 3 was made has always spoken to me. and it's the cinematography for the cutscenes, it's the you know, the concept art and the the art direction within the game itself. It's just absolutely fantastic. And it's, it's like the number one thing I always think of when it comes to art directions and games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think, um, I understand, I understand what you're saying. I, I tend to like Bloodborne better. I think that Bloodborne's yep. art direction is just exquisite. Like that. God damn, That game is gorgeous.
2: Um, I'll get to that in part two.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. Uh, well, in that case, uh, so I had a hard time deciding what game I wanted to choose because there's so there's so many that just have absolutely stunning art design. Um, and uh, I went ahead and I, I went with um, one of the first ones that immediately jumped out to me uh, and that was Cuphead. Uh, from a visual design standpoint this game nails everything that it is trying to do so so beautifully Uh, like you you do not get games that look like this ever like it just doesn't happen Uh, but on top of that it totally succeeds at looking like the 1930s sort of uh um animation god damn i could not think of the word uh that it is going for and it nails that aesthetic and it never once feels out of place like it's an action game it's a bullet hell uh boss rush type game and it never feels like you should be looking at something different. The The fact that all of the, the animations in the game are hand-drawn is astounding in and of itself. But, like, they did so much with the animation that it's like... Holy shit, man. Like, this is... Seriously, like, animation is something that is incredibly hard to do, like, just period. But it also is essential to gameplay. And the fact that it manages to marry the animation loops and the game design in a way that still makes it feel interesting every time that you you go to fight a boss or, or what have you it's just a real feat in my opinion I I I love the the style of 1930s cartoons uh, one of the videos that I really really want to make is um is a video going over why I think that uh, animation has kind of taken a drop off uh, in in a long or well not in a long time but like uh, in modern day, I don't think that the animation is nearly as good. Um, but uh, yeah, just Cuphead's immaculate. I, it's a great fucking game, and it really soars because of its absolutely
2: stellar um, art design. So agreed, that, man. Like that's a that's kind of one of those things. It's one of those that you'd be remiss if you didn't talk about it when it comes to just overall top-notch art direction i think um fuck what was can i ask what one like just as a quick mention what your second game was
0: uh the one that i i brought with me yes uh <laughs> the legend of zelda which which one though which one do you guys think that
2: it's going to be uh link to the past Just that's that's a good
0: one.
1: Oracle of Ages for seasons.
2: I was going to say Wind Waker, but
0: it's Wind Waker. Yeah, I love the game. The way that game fucking looks, and it it like not only does it is it just fucking beautiful, but I feel like it perfectly nails the tone that the game is going for.
2: I see. And that's another one that's really good because one of mine was one that I talk about all the fucking time, and it's the Ori series. Mm, yeah, just because cool. it's fantastic. Ori, it's a staple. Beautiful, it, right? And so is uh, um, Wind Waker. I feel like it's one of those early games that just had something very unique to itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <sighs> well, part two.
0: Part part two. Um, so. Uh, the second part of this is taking a uh, art direction style and uh, fr- from a specific game and and moving it to apply it to a, a different game. So, yep. um, since you had proposed this, do you want to go ahead and, and give us?
2: Uh... I will because it's it's going to seem almost like a cop out, but you, so it is. Bloodborne is the style that I want to take. So when, it, when I when I talk about Miyazaki games. And I said Dark Souls 3 is my favorite. Bloodborne's fucking tied with it. Like you'd be you would be almost certifiably wrong to say Bloodborne doesn't have the best art direction out of Miyazaki games. Um I prefer Dark Souls 3 because it's like I just have something special with that game. But Bloodborne is absolutely captivatingly beautiful. It's gothic, it's macabre, it's just. sinister uh, sinister and dark at the same time, man, it's it's beautiful. So, of course, I want to take that and apply it to a game series that I also love that's not really dark, but it's very high fantasy. And it's Elder Scrolls. (laughs) And I would love to see a dark, gritty, almost horrific Elder Scrolls game. Because it can already be an intimidating game with you know, giant wild animals and dragons and Daedra and stuff like that. So let's just take it to the next level and make it this just eerie high fantasy game. And that's, uh I, I know it'll never happen, but it got my jimmies rustled. I mean, I think it would look absolutely incredible. And of course, I'm like, the the, the most recent one in memory was Skyrim. So I was comparing it to things in Skyrim that, um, you know, of course we've seen a hundred times like alduin like imagine what he would look like in some kind of bloodborne fashion like oh god i mm. love it instead of being bloodborne though the only thing i can think of is dark eater madeir from dark souls 3 but even still even still like the, i don't know um just something fun i thought of
1: okay. Oh yeah dude what,
0: do you, what are you thinking austin
1: what, for mine? Are we doing mine next? Do you just want to jump into it, or do you want me to comment on his? Is that what you're asking? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why You <laughs> caught me off guard.
0: No, I was asking what your, your uh, choice would be. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Sorry, I'm out of it. Um, so, <clears throat> kind of keeping in the same theme, I guess, uh, I, like... The art style used in Ultimate Spider-Man, I think, could still look good today, especially with how far we've come uh, in technology graphically. Um, So applying it to something like uh, 2018's Marvel Spider-Man, keeping it that same kind of interactive graphic novel or comic book look, I think that could be done really fucking well. And uh, especially comic books now, man, like you don't... The original Ultimate Spider-Man, I think it's rated T for Teen, but even being T for Teen, it's it's very... uh, it feels very childish and very tame compared to some other Spider-Man stories, but I, I, I think especially with comics now, you can still do that art style and still keep it pretty mature and dark and gritty. Um, not that Marvel's 2018 uh, is really all that dark. I mean, I guess towards the second half of the game, it does start to get dark when you have, what, fucking suicide bombers and shit. <laughs> It starts off kind of light, but then it, like I said, it goes into fucking suicide bombing, so it, it does get pretty dark. But I think it can still hand, uh, maintain that art style really well and do a really good job.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, that I I so don't cool. disagree with you.
1: I don't um, see more games done like that, but I feel like they do exist, and I just don't know them. I just haven't played them. Yeah, isn't that what Borderlands was kind of supposed to be like? It's got like that cell shaded, like comic book art style.
0: Yeah, yeah, to, to a degree, it, it definitely yeah. is.
2: Yeah, and I think, some, like, even in the 2018 Spider-Man, there are different skins that you can unlock, of course, and one of them almost has that cell shaded look, yeah. but it's, like, really cell shaded mm-hmm. I think it would look cool just to have the whole game like that. Or if they oh, could, absolutely. like, how they've done different skins, like, give me different overall textures that I can apply to the game and have it look differently, too. I think that'd be really fun.
0: Fuck you. Yeah. I agree
2: um so
0: I I was trying really hard to figure out what what I would want out of like mixing and mashing video games with different art styles and a lot of the stuff that I was going towards was stuff that was in the same genres and I was like, but that, that feels almost like a cop-out to me. So, I went in a semi-different direction. Um, I want to see a Zelda game made in the style of Hades. Not, not Ooh. like, ob- obviously, like, a roguelike, but, like, the way that that game is designed, where it kind of looks like... I don't want to say hand-drawn, because that's not right, but, like... Hades has a very distinct look to it, and it doesn't it's very quite... stylistic. Yes, yes. Uh, and I, I really love the way that that looks, and I think that it would, or not necessarily would, but I think that it could work for Zelda. Especially when you consider that Zelda, more or less the design of Zelda, has always been, enter this interesting looking dungeon that is different from the other dungeon's You know what I mean? Or maybe not necessarily interesting looking, but like each, each dungeon is different than the one that preceded it. And you could definitely go into different art styles with that in the same way that your levels in Hades are like your, your different, uh, I don't want to say worlds, but you know what I'm saying? Um, and marry that with like, like I said, the almost hand drawn style and it's already isometric. I think you could make a really great throwback Zelda game in this
2: art style I would love that anything with that kind of high color stylistic approach i love dude it's fucking it's kind of like edge runners man like I love that really intense colorful display I would uh, fucking sign me up
0: hell yeah. I'm glad that you agree with me, Austin. You still need to finish Hades.
2: I know. Oh, I'll get there. Why'd one you do day. that to him?
1: <laughs> Had to pick that wound back open. Uh, I don't know, man. It's such a beautiful game, and I do love that game. But god damn, it, does it get hard. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. This shit made me want to break my switch over my kneecap.
0: Oh my! I was that not is having
1: a good time. Ooh. Mm. Ooh,
0: he said. what
2: you said break your switch over your kneecap and that got me thinking about what i've been doing recently
0: um yeah let's uh let's go ahead and get into that Um, uh well maybe not that let's talk about what we've been playing (laughs) (laughs) uh all right so austin we had uh well two different things um one we kind of behind the scenes decided uh that you didn't have to play lunar 2 even though you should because uh, it's a great game. <laughs> um yeah. and uh for the challenge and we switched your jrpg to final fantasy 7 yeah well you were playing it the other day and that kind of inspired me to go back to playing them. Uh, I need to be playing them so I can gather footage anyway for that Final Fantasy video that'll be coming out in the next uh, three years at some point. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so I started going through Final Fantasy VIII again. Ooh. I love this fucking game.
2: It, you just clap your hands together, you slap your hand on your stomach.
0: No, I... Why would I slap my hand on my stomach?
2: I do that. You do? Yeah, it's kind of like... You, you don't? don't do that? kind that's, of like to hype yourself up? That's weird. That weird. No, you'll... How did you just go from you don't to that's weird? Uh, no, I'm saying
1: it's weird that he doesn't do that.
2: Okay, thank you. Oh, no, it's weird that you guys do that. <laughs> no, it's cool. i just slap yourself Like, you know, because you were like, well... <laughs>
0: You guys are fucking crazy! <laughs> oh my god! Um, God, y- you threw me way the fuck off.
2: I threw myself off. I can't even lie. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, no. I fucking i i love Final Fantasy VIII, man. Uh, and playing through it now for probably the eighty thousandth time. Um. There are things that I think have never really they've never really annoyed me, but I I see them now, knowing what other people have said, and I get I like I understand. Like, for instance, the beginning of the game, the first probably mm, five or six hours of the game. There are a lot of tutorials. I mean, there are a ton. Specifically in the first roughly two hours of the game, I think that there are just an inordinate amount of um, tutorials. But once you kind of get past that stage, they kind of they go out and whatever. But I think that... Th- the game could have been streamlined in a way where you maybe make the tutorials instead of having it be like reading through menus and stuff like that, you sort of learn it through game design. Like, they do a really, there's a really, really great sort of tutorial. Oh, it's not even really a tutorial, but there's a, a really great sequence in the game where you have to fight a, um, I think they called them T-Rexars, uh, and, um, so you have to, you have to fight that, and it's very hard, it's got a ton of health, and then you realize that it is, uh, highly, pers- uh, susceptible to, uh, blind status magic, Uh, and sleep, I think, also, but blind specifically, and, or, actually, I might have those backwards. It doesn't matter. Anyway, but you learn, you learn that through the battle, and you are able to overcome and, and fight that thing, even though it's an incredibly strong enemy, and I feel like a lot of the tutorials could have been trimmed down to, sort of, meet that, um, like I said, that stuff doesn't bother me uh, because I've played it so many times, and I, at this point, I just kind of fly through the 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 tutorials. I just like pressing X. I'm like, I know how to do all of this stuff already. Um, but I really just everything from kind of the art design to the like the way that the world is built out. Like, there's just a lot of stuff to latch onto in the early part of the game. The music being one of those things. I fucking love the music from this game. Like one of my favorite game soundtracks ever. Just period. It's fucking incredible. Uh, the only other one that I think probably rivals it is Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII is uh, also an immaculate soundtrack, but like fucking eight, so goddamn good. Um I don't know, man. I I I've, I've talked about this shit probably 80 billion times before, but playing it again and and going through it uh just it brings me back to being a kid and playing it on my PS1 and just fucking loving it and connecting with the characters and the sort of found family and and things of that nature and it's just it's good it's it's a real good game that doesn't nearly deserve the hate that it gets
2: i think we all have that game that just makes us feel like a kid again those are really i don't i mean i don't even know how to put it it's just like you we all have that and it's it's so easy to just pop that in and, like, no matter what kind of day you're having it, like, it'll always get you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Final
2: Fantasy VIII's that for you. I think any... Mm, I think any old-school Pokemon's that for me. Like, it just makes me feel that kind of way. Yeah. Like, a better time period. Yeah. Austin Pokemon? Probably. Yeah.
1: You're probably right.
2: Who's next? Uh, Let's go with...
0: Uh, Austin. Yeah,
1: I'll go next. Um, I'll do the first one. This is gonna be super quick. Just a little Master Duel update, but I am uh, very proud of myself because I finished the Duel Pass. I have never finished any Battle Pass type uh, gimmick in any game ever. I usually don't get past level 25 to 30, and I made it to 100.
2: Hell yeah.
1: It was a long grind. Was it worth it? Not really. (laughs) I mean, I, yeah, I got a lot of gems and crafting points, but the main thing I wanted out of this dual pass was um, in a lot of the dual passes, you can unlock uh, different backgrounds for, like, the main uh, menu screen. And for this dual pass specifically, when you hit level 75, uh, it was an elemental hero card that was, the uh, like, my home page. And after I got that, I was like, I kind of don't really care about anything else. But I'm excited to see what the next one rings uh i think it's in five days um uh, in that same season that i finished the dual pass i was also able to make it to platinum four which is the that's highest crazy. i've gone competitively um it's not the highest tier because there's above platinum is diamond so I, I i never was able to break into diamond but that's because fuck man once you get into platinum a lot of these players are uh, a little uh very unforgiving these guys stomp your fucking teeth in bro um which sucks because it's like if you lose too many in a row you drop down but you actually you can't like i can drop from platinum four to platinum five but i can't drop overall from platinum to gold so at least i was always still stuck in that little net in platinum um but there's always next season and i'm gonna try to go higher i'm hoping that (laughs) i'm hoping konami's not fucking stupid and sees how awful some of the decks that have been going on in Master Duel right now have gotten and comes out with a ban list that shuts some of that shit down. At least, like, it, it's the same problem that, the, like, the actual TCG is having. Um, I think there was a big, like, YCS event over the weekend and 84% of over 300 attendees all played the exact same deck. That's a fucking problem, and that's a problem that needs to be addressed asap. That's mm-hmm. not something you can have just <clears throat> running around in your fucking game, and your game be fine. Um, so hopefully they'll do something about that, but we'll see. Probably not. It's Konami. They probably
0: don't yeah. Konami it. give a shit about anything.
1: they <laughs> like there's a
0: there's a card that's still it. Thank
1: thank fucking Christ, it's banned in Master Duel, and you can't use it. Um, but in the actual TCG. Uh, there's a card that is completely untouched by the ban list and is playable at full power uh, called Mystic Mind that basically shuts your opponent down from being able to do anything. You can draw and pass your turn and that's it. And it, it's it got so bad when that card was released in Japan that card shops themselves had to say, hey, fuck Konami, dude. Y'all can't play that card here because people were getting so pissed they were causing property damage over it. And Jeez. Uh, no, it's still at full power over here in the West, and it's a, another problem, but... I mean, I feel like I can't say it's a problem because I actively play it at three. So, mm. I feel like I don't really get the right to call it a problem, but it's definitely a problem. Yeah. But we'll see. Konami doesn't give a shit about anything. As long as it makes
0: them money, they don't care. Truly. Okay. Cool. Um, Alright, well uh let's see who should go next
2: dylan go ahead and tell me hey. T- tell me about what you, tell which, us about, about what Austin? about <laughs> so those switch well that's what you reminded me of because you were like hey i almost wanted to you know break my switch over my knee um and that reminded me did you break at, your switch over your knee you No, you sure did but i i could if i wanted to with my old one what old one what what uh-oh oh, god He's just uh-oh So earlier this week, I was graced by a very beautiful gift from a very beautiful woman by the name of a very beautiful name of Sabrina. And she got me the Scarlet and Violet Special Edition OLED Switch just as a gift because she knew that I wanted it. I had seen it come through our merchandise and I was like, holy shit, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I've been wanting an OLED Switch um, because I've been playing handheld more than anything and I wanted to take advantage of that and... We got home one day and there was a package on the doorstep, and I'm like, What is that? And I picked it up and I looked at her and I was like, You did not. And she started smiling and laughing. We walked in, I opened it, and it was there. So I finally got my hands on an OLED model switch, and I've been kind of r- running it through some tests just to see how it goes. Of course, docked it does nothing different, but <laughs> handheld, man, I'm telling you, it's, that it's beautiful. That uh, that, yeah, Ethernet port's there, um, so good for that. Never going to use it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <same>. <laughs> yep. But handheld, man, I'm telling you, like, at one point, Sabrina was watching me play, and she was like, can I see that for a second? And I handed it to her. She was like, why did I get this for you? <laughs> yeah, the OLED so,
1: screen really makes a huge fucking difference. It
2: does, dude. A seven-inch screen in it is incredible. Like, the colors truly pop. So it vibrant. looks smooth. Um, dude, and it just, it, it plays so well. Like I'm playing Legends Arceus on it. I've tried Stardew on it. I'm trying Brilliant Diamond on it. It looks, so I'm trying Pokemon and Stardew. Who would have thought? Uh, but it, it looks really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, the overall design of it between the dock and the switch itself is really cool with the Scarlet and Violet theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love the design, dude. I, it is everything that I wanted, um, from, I guess, the next iteration of a Switch. I, of course, would love to see more power docked on whatever they do next, but since I've just been doing a lot of handheld, it is truly the best thing that I could have asked for. Had no idea it was going to happen. Like, I sent Austin a snap earlier in the week, and I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Uh, um, Really made my day, and made a shitty week incredibly better, and it's a lot of fun, man. I I love it so much. Um, I can't wait for Scarlet and Violet to come out in a week and a half. Oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good time.
1: I uh, I will say uh, to give Nintendo some credit when they first started doing uh, limited edition releases of switch consoles, they were really fucking boring. like they just like the Smash Bros, I think that was one of the first ones they did um, or that we got in the West too. And it was just like it had two lines on the joy cons and that was the only thing that was different. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so, like, why would you go? If you already own a Switch, you're not giving anybody incentive to go out and purchase that. Um, but now with the OLED, I'm, I'm with the Splatoon version too. I don't really like the Joy Cons on the Splatoon uh, version as much. Uh, but I, I've seen pictures and videos of the Scarlet and Violet OLED, and it is, the detail is just so cool. It looks yep. so good. The two tone Joy Cons look really good.
2: Two-tone Joy Cons, like graffiti style, across the back of the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, even the dock looks a little different. With uh, not even a little different. It has. Yeah, it's got the, the little two,
1: Pokeball on the inside
2: now. It's got the Pokeball on the inside, and it has the the two legendaries on it as well. hmm It looks wonderful, man. Like really great design on it. I'm glad if I were to have any kind of special edition, it's this one.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful model. I still. Yep. I'll never own it because I'll never be willing to pay that much money for a Nintendo Switch, but the special edition they did for Dragon Quest 11 is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen.
2: Hell yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it.
1: It is such a gorgeous console. I've been looking. I've been trying to find the scarlet and violet one and it's just, the only place I've seen it stay in stock is at Walmart. Walmart seems to not have, or Walmart seems to not really be selling it as much as other places but Walmart does not let you do PayPal pay it for, so I'll never buy it from there. I can't <laughs> justify spending $350 all at once.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, wait, so
1: apparently she could. <laughs> Is it 350 Is it a little bit more?
2: Three fifty nine ninety nine. Oh, so it's like, I don't know when more. I became the sugar baby, but I'll take it.
0: <laughs> You'll take the sugar baby status. Yes, I will. It's a
1: good status to have. I wouldn't know, but I've heard it's great. I feel like you would. I wish. If you're trying to make me feel like that, I'll take it.
2: I will send you a message after this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That means you're going to have to suck some dick, Austin. Listen. (laughs) He's like, not again. Oh, dear.
1: Not again. Listen, I'll do what I have to do, man. i got to pay rent somehow.
2: That's true. Madison's not even there right now.
1: I know. I know. Don't remind me. Did you
2: hear how seductive that, I know, sounded? Did you hear
0: that? That was crazy.
2: So seductive. That was almost inviting. So you're on your way over when this is done? Dude, I'm exporting right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Please move on. I just wanted to see how long you guys were going to go for.
2: We could have gone long. He'll find out later.
0: Oh, God. Why did I say that out loud? In front of God and everybody. Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, there is no God. Herschel Walker almost won. Hey! Apologize. Hey,
2: whoa. Anyway. <laughs> What
1: were, what We can edit this out, but what were the results of that? I didn't even check. I didn't even I see it. I think
2: there's a runoff. <laughs>
1: oh. Yeah. I'm uneducated and don't know what that means.
2: Uh, essentially, it was too close to count, and they have to redo it.
1: <sighs> yep. Cool. That's cool. I didn't vote this first time. Maybe I can actually vote the second time.
2: Yeah, go make a difference. They were waiting on you, I think.
1: Uh, were they? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure my <laughs> one vote really
0: fucking <laughs> mattered. It did. Don't you know, Austin? Uh, anyway, stuff and things, I guess. Things and stuff. Things, Who the things, fuck knows? What? I don't know much of anything about anything.
1: That's true. All
0: right, let's talk about video games again <laughs> instead of fucking whatever the fuck it is we're doing. Politics. Um, yeah, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, sort of semi-update, but not really a semi-update. Game's good. Play games. Play it. Game, game's real good. Just play the game. No. Uh, no. Uh, actually, um, so, having played it more, this game is very, very flawed. Uh, in Specifically in regards to its um, unpolished state. There are things all over this game that make me just incredibly frustrated and i don't know like how they weren't fixed to begin with like it doesn't make any sense to me how they kind of let the game get into the state that it's in uh after having worked on it for uh, conceivably three years um yeah i i i'm just baffled by some of the the glaring glaring issues that it has uh there are bugs that will it literally like you'll have your kill streak and you know how you know how kill streaks work in call of duty right you you get a certain number of kills and then you have like a little reward well there's a bug and i don't know if i'm the only one who has seen it because uh, pff, i Cannot find anybody else online. Who's like talking about this. Um. But uh. So. It'll give you. A kill streak. And um. If you die. Afterwards. It will show that like. So let's say you get. Say you have the UAV equipped right. And then you go to use your UAV. All right. You use your UAV and then you die. Well, normally your kill streaks would start over, but the way that this glitch works is it shows that you don't have to start over, um, and that you just need you know an additional kill or two kills or what have you to get to your next kill streak. But that's not actually the case. You still you still have to restart over because you know rules and whatnot, but. The glitch shows that you don't have to start over and that's really annoying, especially when you're trying to go for like, you know, a six or seven kill streak and you're, you're at like three or four and uh, like expecting to be able to just do your thing and instead you end up not being able to do your thing. And it like it's distracting um, I don't know there's it's a stupid thing to complain about because like obviously you know how many uh, like kill streaks you have and and whatnot but like it doesn't make it any less like frustrating um, so there is that and then um, there are other little things where the and maybe, again, maybe this is just me. But, like, there are other things where, like, the hit registration on, like, shots isn't nearly as good as it could or should be. Um, and that's really frustrating. Uh, like, I I have a, a gun that I've been trying to work on because um, I'm, I'm totally okay. I think I said this. If not on the show, I said it on the Discord. I'm completely and utterly okay with um, the way the progression works with, like, the guns and attachments because it makes, like, logical sense. Like, you, say, have a shotgun grip for, like, uh, like uh, like an assault rifle. Like, okay, it makes sense that you would have to unlock it by doing a... Uh, shotgun challenges right like okay yeah total i'm completely okay with that um what i'm not okay with though is like so i'm working on this challenge for um i'm working on the challenge for it's a i think a marksman rifle and the marksman rifle is basically a step down from a sniper rifle right like it's uh it's not quite the you know one shot one kill like easy does it like you're automatically going to kill somebody like which you know whatever but like it should be like two or three shots and what ends up happening for me like 80 percent of the time is i'll get into a position where like i hit those one or two shots and like the enemy still somehow manages to just, like, destroy me. And it doesn't make any sense because I'll hit them, like I said, one or two times in the chest. They should go down. And they don't. And that's, like, very annoying. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's typical Call of Duty nonsense, I think. And... Um... I can't complain about it too much because, I mean, it's typical Call of Duty nonsense. I know what I'm getting myself into when I play these (laughs) games. But it doesn't make it any less frustrating. Um, There are things missing from the game. uh, Features like the barracks where, you know, you can take a look at your fucking records. And again, I don't understand why they're not there. Um,
2: Wait, you can't see basic
0: record? Yeah, you can't see your kill-death ratio. You can't see your win-loss what? ratio. That's stupid. It's not in the game yet, and it won't be out until Season 1 starts. Oh,
2: Christ. How stupid is that? Well, okay, but when it comes out in Season 1, will it have all your stats up until that point?
0: Uh, My assumption is yes, but...
2: Holy shit. I don't know. What? That seems like the most basic thing to have in the game.
0: Yep. You would think. I'm
2: asking too much, I guess. Never mind.
0: I I mean that's that's what I'm saying as well I guess I guess I'm asking too much for basic features but uh, Anyway uh it's still really fun though like the gunplay is still really like I I just came in here and bitched about it but like I I you guys know my my Dead by Daylight addiction I I'm unable to stop playing that game but like the Rift has uh come in Dead by Daylight and Uh, if i had stayed on the pace i was on i would probably uh be done and the rift has only been out since uh what i think it was like two weeks ago three weeks ago or something like that um Mm. so the fact that i'm not done is kind of speaking to the power that call of duty has over me right now but like
2: uh isn't there some kind of event coming for dead by daylight too
0: uh yeah there's gonna like, the the, like a the fragment frenzy um oh, I don't know about that
2: i I heard there was a fragment frenzy for the next week starting tomorrow
0: huh I'll have to look into that um yeah yeah no the the new <laughs> uh killer and new survivor are in the playable test build right now though so that's that's fun and interesting i can't uh can't wait for that to get here. But I don't know stuff and things, things and stuff. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, Austin, tell us about Elden Dong. Oh,
1: I took it off the docket, but I can. It's fine. Um, yeah, Elden Ring. I started playing it on Xbox. It's it's Elden Ring. Um, Did you
2: have it on PlayStation? Wait, you before? rebought it on Xbox?
1: Uh, no, I started game sharing with a buddy who already bought it, so I was like, fuck it, I'll start playing it here, too.
0: Wait, how do yeah, you have, have an Xbox? It. I thought that you got rid of your Xbox for a PlayStation.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I didn't get rid of it for a PlayStation. Um, I just got really depressed a couple weeks ago and I went and bought an Xbox. Yep. Oh. I bought an
2: Xbox Series S. Yeah,
1: see, I'm poor, so I bought the S. But, yeah, it's it's been fun. Um, I... I was doing really good. I was like, "Fuck it, I want to do something completely different." My, you know, my first playthrough of Elden Ring. I think I went mostly towards magic because I was like, mm, "I can probably stay back and stay safe and still oh. get kills and be and be fine." And I was for the most part.
2: Now um, you're actually doing something challenging.
1: Yeah, I yeah. was. I was doing a samurai, uh, a samurai blood build, and um, I th- kind of thought I was tough shit. I beat Mar- uh, Mar- Margo, Margot, whatever. Uh, yep. Beat it first try. Thought I was tough shit. I was like, fuck yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm still good. And then I got to Godric and was immediately humbled. Immediately, uh, he was <laughs> like, ah, oh, you're, <laughs> you're not shit, G. And uh, that's where I'm at. So I also got humbled by that fucking knight, uh, the one that yeah. sits in that pitch black room and just fucking waits for you to walk in and yeah. locks the door. Yeah. Fuck oh that yeah. And fuck fuck whoever thought putting Dude. that enemy there was a good idea.
2: That's Miyazaki for you. That's yeah, his well, dick coming straight for your ass.
1: That shit. Yeah, he was up there, no pillow, no <laughs> lube, nothing. <laughs> oh my
2: god, no pillow,
1: <laughs> no pillow under the hips. Didn't even get anything to rest my tired face in while his foot oh, was on the fucking back god. of it. Jeez,
2: that was, rough. was rough. That was a rough good imagery. But
1: yeah, am I gonna am I gonna finish it again? Probably not. I got the one. I got the one. I feel like I'm good. But we'll see. I don't know. It's a fun game. It's still probably. I mean, I know it's fucking game of the year for the podcast.
0: Well, uh, hold your horses. We no, still yeah, have we're not horses. Hold them to we horses. we still have probably like three or four more games that are coming out by the end of the year, or that we just haven't gotten to yet. Like what Sonic that, Forces? I mean, maybe I love Digimon just as much as you. That's yeah. true. And truly, true.
2: if if Scarlet Violet shapes up to be as good as it's looking, then. Yeah, yeah, I mean, po- Pokemon crazy, is there.
0: Uh, Pokemon's not winning game of the year, but yes. You, you... No,
2: it's not winning game of the year. I know that, <laughs> but it could win mine if it's as good yeah. as it's Oh, looking. yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. Um, and Josh, then why that don't you want f- any that Pokemon f- on this show? Huh?
1: Why don't you want any Pokemon on this show? I, it's what's not what's that I don't
0: that? want, but let's, let's talk about fucking silver and gold, man. Let's fucking do that. I'll... Can we do an episode on that? Hell yeah. I'll fucking play through that shit again. Oh. <gasps>
1: Awesome. I don't think I need to play through it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: it's true. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I, I definitely played that shit need so to. much. Is that shit coming to, uh... Vert, uh no, $100. I wish it fucking would, but it's it. never going to. Uh, Nintendo, yeah. they never do what you want them to do. Exactly. They do what they feel like doing. Maybe they'll re-release it again. I was hoping that they would come out with it in the same style, uh, the same style as they did the, um let's go the let's go uh what was it I'm Red, sure that blue like yellow whatever fucking. yeah yeah
1: i'm sure that that's a thing i mean they they've said numerous times that uh there is still some room for let's go in the franchise so um i mean they've got to do it eventually unless yeah. when they do a gen 5 remake they just throw a let's go on it which don't don't do that well hey oh,
0: let's go hey ho let's go
1: I'm sure, yeah, that, I, I, that'll that probably... I would be very surprised if that was not uh, next year's title. I would be very shocked.
0: We'll, we'll see. We shall see. Mix um,
2: so, of the Peak. Wicks yeah,
0: let's get peak. to our... Oh, actually, uh, hang on. I, I wasn't finished saying what it exactly was that I was going to say. Um, the... Uh, Final Fantasy, uh... C- 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 fuck, Core. what's... Crisis Core, yeah. yeah. That remaster's uh, yes, coming yes. out, and I guarantee you that that'll, that'll make it for somebody. I, I don't yeah. know if it... Huh. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know which one of us it'll be on, but it'll yeah, make it... It's for gonna somebody. be good, man. When does that come out? It's like December 3rd, right? Uh, 13th, actually. So it not that like a two-day window? Uh, so, well, that's something I was going to talk to you guys about offline. I, I, I don't, I'm not married to the idea that we need to have it by December 15th, but. Uh. I am. Well. <laughs> well, that's because okay. you're okay.
1: done
2: we're and 16. we're not. Yeah. Look, you got, neither one of you is finishing the yearly challenge. I don't even care at this point. That's not true.
0: Yeah, you don't okay. know that. Okay. I'm not, but Austin likes. Yeah, I know you <laughs>
1: Listen, I'm getting there, dude. I'm getting there.
2: Austin has Catherine, Forza, and fucking Final Fantasy to finish.
0: Uh,
1: That's true, but Forza, I'm almost done.
2: That's true. When's the last time you sit down and played it?
1: Today, bitch.
2: No, you did not. I did. I played
1: for two hours today, motherfucker. And
2: of the three last races that you needed to finish, how many did you finish?
1: None. I did other shit. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my. Fuck! Well, I started yeah. laughing at a baby cough.
0: D- <laughs> I didn't like that. Well, uh, anyway, yeah, picks of the week and whatnot.
1: Stuff and stuff. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs>
0: my Wait pick of the you, week. G? My pick of the week is uh, a movie or not a movie, a video on YouTube called um, "How Mother Miranda Rewrote the." Uh, lore of Resident Evil um and it's a it's a pretty cool breakdown it's from a channel I had never heard of before it's called Horror Scope, I think um and uh yeah so basically uh this guy goes through and kind of like uh gives the entire sort of like um uh like story explanation for uh Mother Miranda kind of Goes through her entire history and then kind of explains how it ties back into the uh, the lore of the series and how it kind of like remade the story of Resident Evil. It's a pretty good watch, and uh, if you enjoy um, Resident Evil even a little bit, uh, I think it's I think it's worth a, a watch. I think it's a pretty cool video. Fuck yeah, dude.
1: Uh, my pick of the week is a little podcast, I think I've talked about them before, called Stiff Socks um, I just think they're really funny, it's hosted by two comedians named Trevor Wallace and Michael Blaustein and uh, they can get a little gross, and by a little I mean super gross uh, this is definitely not a child friendly thing uh, but along with being gross, like they, they do talk about a lot of really informative shit, like here recently they've been having a lot of uh adult film stars on the show and like asking them a lot of really I mean of course they ask them the gross questions and they riff on the gr- gross questions for a little bit but then they also ask them like the the real sh- kind of shit questions behind the industry and like how they got into it and, like how it affected their social lives and like their family relationships and their dating lives and they, they, they talk about a lot of really interesting shit that puts a lot of stuff about that industry into perspective. I feel like a lot of people don't realize how, like... I mean, of course, we all know it's fake, but I don't think a lot of people realize just how fake a lot of adult films actually really are. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of mind-blowing, but it was a good listen. Like, they had a... Uh, I think they had Lisa Ann on an episode. They had fucking Sherry DeVille, uh, Angela White. Like, some of the really big top names. And getting to hear, like, their perspective, perspectives and their side of the industry was really interesting.
0: Yeah, that stuff really is interesting. Like, I I, I do agree with you. I think a lot of people don't uh, recognize that uh, porn is, like, a big... like. They do derive sexual pleasure out of it, obviously, but like it's it's like acting, like it genuinely yeah. is
1: them like I, making. I
0: I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't
1: I don't I don't know if this is too much, but it's our show, so fuck it. Um, I didn't know that a lot of the, uh, I guess, uh, after performance pictures, if you know what I'm saying, where the shits all over their face, ninety eight percent of the time, that's a hand soap. I didn't know that. Interesting. That's so weird. They're just like, yeah, sometimes it's not enough, so they have somebody just put hand soap all over you, and it just it is what it is. Dude, no wonder I hurts
2: in your eyes.
0: <laughs> oh my god, get the fuck out of it. Let's go. Let's no stop. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Being fucking gross. Oh, we can get gross. <clears throat> We're already gross. What are you talking about?
1: I know, but we could get worse.
2: My pick of the week is uh, what I was watching last week. We finished it up. It is the docu-series on HBO Max called Edge of the Earth. Um, I talked a lot about the first episode last week, but the the following three were just as good. It takes place with um, different groups of extreme athletes, like I said, and it's um, snowboarding, uh, kayaking, Climbing and surfing, and I'm telling you, the surfing video was my favorite. It was an absolutely beautiful experience. It was great to see what these athletes put themselves through, the trials and tribulations that they go through, especially on the kayaking video. Going through a a river and the rainforest, it is brutal. Um, Spirits are broken, and it's, it's a lot, and it's a wonderful docuseries. I absolutely love it, and it's on HBO Max, so check it out.
0: Hell yeah. Definitely will. Um, Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's uh, get the the socials out of here and uh, we'll we'll get going. Um, As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bop, hunting pixels, and the Culture Bop family of content. Culture Bop is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Bop and on the YouTubes at Culture Bop. Uh, well, at youtube.com slash c slash culture Um, yeah, I think I said this, uh, last week, but, uh, no videos, um, currently in the, in the pipeline just because I'm having to rework the one that I was working on and, uh, actual work has just been an absolute nightmare. Uh, so, uh, go check out the stuff that's already there. Uh, but don't, don't be waiting for a new video um, anytime soon. Or, well, that's probably a bad way to phrase that, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Alright, I am available on Twitter at the underscore BeBotMan. Um, I am available on Instagram at BeBotMan182. I am available on Twitch at the underscore BeBotMan. Let's uh, Go check me out uh, at all the places. Uh, we've got Dylan, who's available on Twitter. He is available on Instagram. Wait, hang on. No, sorry. On Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, all at OMDizzy. On Twitter, he is at OMDizzyTV. Um, and then, uh, did you want me to shout out the, uh, the other thing again? Or was that just like a one-time-only type thing?
2: Uh, the outdoor thing or yeah, the Pokemon yes. Smut channel?
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Smut. I want to hear about this.
1: I'm interested. What's on
0: pack?
2: Yeah, it's called Only Peaks, and it's oh. like only Pikachu photos. Oh. But that's a th- provocative. No that's Vaporeon? You just said. No Vaporeon yet, but it is on the way. Oh. Yep. Uh. Oh, Christ.
0: My brother in Christ. Um, in Christ. <laughs>
2: Somewhere out there, Bryn <laughs> is smiling, knowing that you just said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh All right.
0: Uh, Austin, he's available on Twitter, Instagram, Big Papa Plays, uh, t- Twitch, TikTok, Big Papa Plays. I fucked that up because I don't know how to read. Um, I don't either. Yeah, he's available at all the things Big Papa Plays. Go check him out or don't. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's, it's whatever. I don't care uh and finally you like what we do here even though our brains are broken your brain must be broken too so why don't you just go ahead and 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 give us a few bucks on the on the old patreon it'll be uh you know good for you or or something maybe i don't know maybe maybe not (laughs) who knows we don't our brains are broken um but yeah no uh in, in all in all reality uh if you if you do like the the stuff that we're putting out and you you like us and want to support us uh, go to patreon.com slash uh consider tossing us some of your hard-earned cash so that we can uh continue to entertain you um yeah cool all right well um with that all said do you guys have any closing thoughts this was a quick one. I didn't think that this was gonna.
1: This was a quick one.
0: I thought it would uh go a lot longer. If I'm being honest oh. with you. Look at that. Okay. Well. Dylan's uh,
1: already gone. He's already out. He
0: he said, "You said." I feel like if I don't say anything, we can just end it. He said, "Quick one. What? Um. Yeah, stuff and things, things and stuff. I don't fucking know. Let's get out of here." Who okay. cares. So, well, I care, but, you know, and maybe our audience cares, but... Do they? That's, uh,
1: it's debatable.
0: Bren and Tani do. We know that.
1: We know that
0: much, <laughs> at least. But but that's because they're filthy Euro-cunts, right? <sighs>
1: Justin and Jeff are a part of the shit show now, so in some capacity, so they they kinda have to care, at least a little bit.
0: At least a little bit.
1: You know. Everybody else, I don't I don't even fucking know.
0: Yeah, who knows. They don't either. Well Alright, well that's that's it. That's the end of our show. Until next time. Goodbye.